broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Chattanooga, Tennessee, it's time for Chattanooga Business Radio. Now, here are your Business Radio X hosts. Hello, listeners. This is Sherry Young with Chattanooga Business Radio. I'm here today for the Women in Business show every Wednesday at 12 noon Eastern time. We're broadcasting live from beautiful downtown Chattanooga on the 10th floor of the Talon Building with Regis Executive Suites. Today we have a round table of entrepreneurs. I'm so excited to have this group of women together. They are all really powerful, passionate women, uh, family women, business women, and women who are all connect, uh, committed to empowering other women around them. So without delay, let me introduce our roundtable today. We have Judy Herman. Welcome, Judy. Thank you. It's good to be here, Sherry. So glad you're with us today. Um, Judy is a licensed professional counselor and mental health specialist. She's been in the field of practice since 2006, I believe. That's right. Mm -hmm. And has started her own practice. Yes. Just within the last six months. Yes. Correct. Yes. We also have Kelly Menzinski with Sawdust and Sod. Welcome, Kelly. Thanks. So glad you're here. Kelly is an entrepreneur uh, with a background in business development and uh, the financial industry, I believe. Right. Um, and currently, you're working for a company called Modus. Yes. I'm the business development manager, and it's an IT recruiting staff and consulting firm, and I work in the Knoxville area. And I um, absolutely love it. And uh, it's fun to be immersed in tech full-time, both yes. with Sawdust and Sod and with Modus. Yes. Yeah, so we're going to hear about Sawdust and Sod and your story about launching that, that particular business, what's involved. And I think the fact that you're working with Modus and launching your company is super compelling. So we want to hear about that. We also have Shonda Maldonado with us from Chambers Welding and Fabrication. Did I get that correct? Yeah, you did. Yay! <laughs> and um, we we joke around here about Shonda being, um, we have so many people obsessed with Shonda. I've, I've really lost count, but she is a mover and a shaker, very inspiring woman. Um, one of the things I love about you most is your bravery and the fact that you've gone into an industry that is predominantly male. Right. And so I know you have a tremendous amount of wisdom to pass on to our listeners. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, so thank you for being willing to do that today. Thank you for having me. It's thank you, all of you. And one of the things I want to share with the listeners is um, having my own business, Feminology, um, here in Chattanooga for about 16 months now. I've had the opportunity to get to know each of these women socially and in focus groups and networking events. And um, they're just so full of wisdom and insights. Each experience at the table today is unique. What brought each of them to launch their own business is their own unique story. So what I want to do first is start with Kelly. And uh, Kelly, I've, I've known you about a year or more. And when you first um, came to me and we talked about Sawdust and Sod and all that you were doing, I was blown away. Um, first of all, with your, I mean, you're extremely bright and your intelligence and, and, the way you've gone about starting your business has has been so um, impressive. Uh, you're incredibly detailed, and I admire that. A lot of us, we just jump, right? And we don't plan and prepare. You've been incredibly diligent in this process. So walk us through day one, because your story's really cool, too, about how you had the idea for Sawdust Inside. Absolutely. 
it all started when we had an issue at our house. We had a sewer main rupture and it cost us thousands of dollars. And lo and behold, it turns out three or four weeks after the fact, we found out from one of my other clients that we had paid about $3,000 too much for a young family with a toddler. Mm-hmm. Being out of your house for a week was bad enough. And then to find out you paid $3,000 too much, you know, that's, all, that's like half a year of childcare. So it was uh, very frustrating. And in the search, both my husband and I were working full time and both of us very focused on our careers and being for some parents and really didn't have time to do a whole lot of research into finding the perfect plumber. We had to get it fixed. And there was just not a resource to show you quickly all the plumbers in the area and who was good and who wasn't. It was very hard. It took a long time, lots of phone calls. It was just a pain. So I thought, this is ridiculous. Where is my Etsy for home improvement? (laughs) And so um, I set about to create one. And I I thought, hey, you know, technology's come a long way. Surely there's a way to do this. It exists for so many other industries. And as I went and started doing research and trying to figure out why this didn't exist, I figured out pretty quickly the technology is very, very complex to make that actually work in a service-based industry that's not on demand. And so I uh, started putting together a business model and a business plan and an architecture for what the technology stack needed to look like and did a lot of market research to make sure that it did not exist, that my business model and my business plan and that I wasn't overlooking it somewhere before I jumped in with both feet. So it doesn't exist. It didn't exist. A lot of people have tried to disrupt this industry, but they failed because they had not the right business model. Exactly. Let me interrupt you right here. So tell us, and kind of in a dumbed down version, right? Um, what Sawdust and Sod is? I know it's an it's soon to be an app or will be an app. Uh, that's the intent of it. And what exactly does it do? We are a mercantile marketplace for the modern day. If you look at every industrial revolution that's ever occurred in the history of the modern world. Um, especially some of the European industrial revolutions, they were all powered by a self-driven, self-motivated entrepreneurial mercantile system. We use technology to give today's home improvement business owners that same power. If you want to work and you do a good job, we're going to give you the marketplace to get more business. And so we take away the issue of not having a marketing budget. We take away the issue of not having scheduling expertise or not knowing how to drive people to your website or to your business. And so we give the high school kid that's building his own lawn care business the exact same exposure and the exact same opportunity and the exact same, just put them on an even playing field with the biggest landscaping company in the area. And so that's what we do. And then at the same time for consumers, we make it extraordinarily easy for them to go in, find who they're looking for, see who in their social network has used that person, reviewed that person, liked that person, and easily book, schedule the services, book them, pay for them, review them, everything within a few minutes on one site. Wow. So basically, um, it's it sounds a lot like Yelp or other in terms of um, how providers in your in your who are part of your listing service um, basically build their their business. It's based on user endorsement. Right. So I, I have the opportunity as a consumer to verify them based on what my friends in my network are saying. And it's also it's more of a social network as well, because they could, it's interactive right in the app. 
So they don't have to find who they like and then make 15 phone calls to the 15 people they like. They can instant message. They can shoot messages. They can upload their documents. They manage their contracts. They can do everything in one place. Mm-hmm. So it's instant. It's that instantaneous contact. And it's you're working with an actual person. So they respond in real time, text in real time. Everything is in real time. Wow. So um, Sawdust Inside will have an, an basically a service offering for any and every service you can think of that a homeowner might need. Yes. Okay. And timeline. Talk to me about timeline. You you started, uh, and so many companies we hear uh, globally are started out of basic need, just the awareness of, wow, I need this and I don't have it. I think that's true, particularly of women-owned businesses, and especially you think of in the parenting and the infants, uh, infant category where so many devices and, and childcare um, developments have been have come from mothers. And so you as a homeowner found yourself in this situation. This was approximately how long ago? Um, this was the, that was actually almost two years ago okay. now when we had the, the sewer main issue. Okay. Mm-hmm. And now two years, fast forward two years, where are you on a timeline and, and what kind of challenges are, have you experienced and are you experiencing now? Well, if you look at it from an outside perspective looking in, we've had a great amount of success in the first year from the time I decided to pursue this and really make a go of it, turn it into a company and really go with it. To now, it's amazing how far we've come. We've actually completed our first beta test with a prototype, and it was very piecemealed together, but it taught us exactly what we wanted to know. It validated that we had both supply side of the marketplace and we had demand for that supply in the marketplace. We had transactions, but we also learned what we didn't do right. Um, we learned that it was it was still too it was too much for the contractors to do all in one sitting to create a portfolio and to create their service listings. That's very time consuming. And so we tracked where they fell off and that it was at the listing stage. So we've put some really cool new things together to make it a lot easier. The portfolio can be set up in stages. So literally it takes a minute, like company name, upload a picture and then put an email address. And that's a little bit about exactly. And you have a short profile and then we have prepackaged services, right? So if they don't want to do them, and so it's easy. And many, um, technology startups, Mm -hmm. and I would put you obviously in that category, um, wouldn't dare go where you're going without committed capital (laughs) behind them. I just have to bring that up because I've watched you over the last year. Um, you know, you're always planning for the next stage and you're looking at where your feet are. You know, this is where I am. This is the research we have to do. We're in this phase and here's where we're going next. And so, you know, where are you with that? And you don't have to disclose any details, but you know, that whole process of soliciting capital and really launching to the consumer is overwhelming, I would think too. It, it really is. And the capital that's involved in being able to launch a full-scale marketing campaign, that is actually what I was the, the least prepared for. That was the piece that I missed from the get-go. I did not realize the costs that were going to be involved in the marketing piece. I thought I was prepared for the development side. I knew what that would cost. And so I was prepared to absorb a lot of that internally and just do basic prototypes of existing technology and kind of piecemeal it to do the prototype and MVP. I was not prepared for the marketing piece. And so that's been a little, that was a little bit of a challenge on the front end. Um, 
and while we were like, we've got to get some investor capital. We got enough to get us to where we are today. But from here on out, to really build the software and to truly launch this business, it's going to take a ton of capital. And it was becoming a bit of a full-time job trying to get that capital with yeah, with very with limited resources. You have yeah. to have some resources to even go to get that capital. And so it was one of those things I thought, I'm spending my entire time, instead of moving the business forward and being able to plan, trying to find investors. And the, it, my market, it's a different business model. It's mm-hmm. unique. And in our part of the country, it's a much bigger challenge to raise that kind of capital than going out to Silicon Valley and doing it. And mm-hmm. that takes capital to go mm-hmm. spend a month to get there. For you. Absolutely. So um, I thought about it and I thought about it. And one of the things I decided to do is it's easier to plan when you know what you're planning. Even if it's small scale, even if it's going to be a little bit further out, you're not going to be able to roll out and mark, launch as quickly as you'd like. Um, so we decided to go back to the old bootstrap model, at least for the next rollout for our next beta. And we're planning on doing that in the fall. That pushes our timeline back. But now I use the revenue stream from my family. And mm-hmm. um, we just kind of were doing it while in, in accordance with my full-time job. And it's letting me outsource gradually and right. everything gradually. But I can plan because I know the capital that I'm working with. Right. If an investor comes along and says, hey, I'm going to give you lots of money and great, this is fantastic. Well, then we can move that timeline up. But right exactly. now, we have a plan that we can manage. And I think you can get really tied up in the whole capital raise and, but there's different ways it's going to cat. And my, my suggestion to anybody out there that wants to be an entrepreneur is if you've got capital and you've got people willing to invest from the get go, more power to you. Congratulations. That is awesome. But if you don't, there are so many other ways to make your business work. You just have to be nimble and agile and have your own work ethic and be organized and be willing to learn and do so much hands-on by yourself to figure it out. But if you want it bad enough, you can make it work and you can make it happen. You can get there. And that's incredibly authentic because when you say, do some of the things yourself, figure it out yourself, I have watched you do some amazing things. Like you've taught yourself code and (laughs) built your website. You've done a million things. Um, And, and that's been a huge sacrifice. You're a mom. You have a two-year-old son. Mm-hmm. Two-year-old son saying. has been, you've gone back to work at return to your kind of your core skill set in the professional world, being in business development for Modus. That's creating income for you. While on the side, not even on the side, it's really a 50-50 deal. Um, professionally, you're also moving the ball forward with sawdust inside. And hats off, off to you. I mean, I kudos because that that is no easy road. Thanks. But it's a good life and it's, you create your own sense of balance and working with Modus, it gives me an opportunity to take the experiences and some of the failures from last year. Like when you part, when you partner with somebody in a developer or anybody in the tech industry, you better make darn sure you communicate your requirements well, and you've done your due diligence on them. And so bringing the, the good, the bad, and ugly from my experience of the last year, bringing that back to Modus and being able to share that experience with hiring managers across all spectrums of IT, both in the agency realm and in enterprise. It's just, it's rewarding. It's very, very rewarding. And you do, you just have to kind of create a balance and the happy and yep. running out when, when, when you're a mom, you're, you're there, you're present in being a mom. And when you're at Modus, you're present being at Modus. And when you're spending your late nights researching and doing things for Sawdust and Sod and you're up till three in the morning working, 
you're you're all there. Yeah. And it's just the sacrifices you make. Yeah. And just your like happiness. you're being here today. I mean, you're sewing back into this business economy. You never know who's listening to this show. We hope there are lots and lots of people, but I'm I'm convinced there are young women out there who have considered, you know, pulling the trigger like you have, and, and you have a tremendous amount of experience to offer. So thank you for doing that. I want to jump to Judy. And Judy, um, you have a real interesting story. And when I first talked with you, one of the things you said to me that I'll never forget is that you were trained to be a therapist. Yes. You knew how to do the work that you set out to do yes. well. And from what I hear in the community and, and everything that I've read about you, you're very effective in the work you do. Thank you. I think your clients are returning clients and you work with them on a long-term basis. Yes. Um, what you did not know how to do that you shared with me is build clientele and, yes. and start a business. Yes, absolutely. So share your story with us. Yes, I've been with Elbow Tree Christian Counseling for uh, since 2006. And we are all solo um, preneurs. That are, I'm not sure the term solo. What is the term? Practitioners? Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're all like independent, but under the same umbrella. So that kind of gives a facade of, okay, we're in a group. Yes, we are. And we're connected. But as far as getting out in the community and speaking and writing, I, I, I became real comfortable. And so I kind of joke around and I say, well, you know, I've, I've been with Elbow Tree Christian counseling and, and, and leaving the comfortable shade of Elbow Tree and starting on my own. And over the last 10 years, I've learned a lot about myself. My clients for me has been transformational. The stories that I hear, the folks that I connect with, so yes, it's it's a matter of I'm at this stage of my life where I want to spend time with my grandchildren and life is more than work. And so I've taken some huge risks. And one of those is to no longer be a provider for the insurance companies. So people pay me out of pocket. I have kind of tweaked some things. My uh, focus is leaders. And someone came to me and say, well, you know, said to me, well, Judy, would I fall in that category. Well, yes, I think, you know, especially if you're a parent, you're automatically a leader, right? And, uh, but I do, I think my personality goes so much better with folks that are type A. <laughs> there is mm -hmm. something even about being in the energy of, of this room here mm -hmm. and, and meeting with you all. It's just really cool. I love it. It energizes me. I'm moving further away from the mental health aspect of it, even though I'm going to, I've, you know, I'm licensed by the state of Tennessee, we'll keep those credentials. I'm moving more toward, uh, and I have been, and my focus has been relationships, working with couples, uh, people who are longing for connection, which we all are. We all long to be heard and understood, but yet we experience power and control in the relationship, or we experience manipulation, or we experience just being totally, you know, not, not heard. And it's just an awesome thing with the Imago therapy that I do and the dialogue skills that I help couples with. Yes. It's transformational. Yes. It's very um, common to hear of when I'm working with a couple that one of them will say, you know, this is really transforming my relationship in, with my nine-year-old son or my 13-year-old daughter. So the things that the couple learns in making that space between the two of them emotionally safe is really awesome for the fi family dynamics. 
Yes. Wonderful. Uh, I can go on and on. Yeah, I I was going to say, I mean, and some of the things you described, I think are just universal. I mean, if you're in relationship, you're going to have times where you feel unheard. You're going to feel disconnected. You know, there are all of those things you described, I think we can each identify with. Yes. So, but, but in particular, people out there in the city of Chattanooga who are looking for an experienced counselor who can work with them in relationship, healing, yes. communication, even I would think in a grief recovery, yes. um, mm-hmm. trauma, divorce, separation, all of those things, whether it be a parent-child, a, parent, a co-parenting, or a spousal relationship. Yes, absolutely. And my tagline is, Dignity in Relationship, A Life by Design. And as we are all business women here in this room, it's, it's that we can be so hyper-focused, can't we, on, on things. And, and then our spouse may not be, come along or our partners. And, and so how to really be able to relate to them, again, having some you know, very specific techniques on dialogue, how to show up, and how to nurture and build your relationship because it does build into our professions and our businesses and our passions as well. Exactly. And 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 I'm at the stage of life, Sherry. It's just kind of, it's so exciting. I think just being a part of the grandparent club is like just such a, a, a oh my goodness, trans transformational time of life. So to having, you know, been in the counseling office and then to spend time with my little ones, it's yes. like getting into their worlds. They're such innocence. And and then when I meet with folks, uh, meeting with people at different stages of their lives. I learned so much. It is amazing how much I personally have learned from my clients. And, and anyway, that's just, I and love so, what I do. And mm-hmm. I, I know, and you do, mm-hmm. and I, and I, and I love it that you love what you do. And that's evident. I mean, mm-hmm. you have this huge smile on your face right now, a little more, more of a smile when you're talking about your grandkids. Yes, but, absolutely. Which is fun. <laughs> and I've seen their pictures and they're adorable. Yeah. Um, so, but I do want to back up just a second because loving what you do, I hear this all the time. Mm-hmm. I love what I do. I'm passionate about the work I do. I'm fed, right, yeah. by the relationships I'm, I establish in the work I do, right? Yes. And and it, I feel you, even pe- women say all the time, this is my purpose. This is what I'm supposed to do. I'm made to do this, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Yet in the reality of things, we work for currency. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Unless we're in the business of giving our services away. And in mm-hmm. working for currency, whether whether it's, it doesn't matter how much mm-hmm. you you expect from that business that's what you're working for. So you're in the healthcare field. Yes. And you are a businesswoman. Yes. And you do not deal with insurance companies to reimburse you. And I, we all know the story on that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what has surprised you in starting down this road from a business standpoint? Ah, good question. So I, I did go through the co-starters program, which was very helpful, but there was one of those sessions, which was so eye-opening to me about the profit and loss and, and how to measure that and all the accounting and getting down to the units and how much you are to charge and so on and so forth. So it was very eye-opening to me. I think it's so easy to 
to just get like, you know, comfortable, you know, and, and, uh, but it doesn't move you forward. And I think to a certain extent, yes, I've learned, I've grown and, uh, but, but getting out and, and hanging my own shingle, so to speak, yeah. with Judy counselor, and you can find me judycounselor.com, sign up for my, uh, subscriber list to have, uh, build yes. trust and communication. I'd love to build up my subscribers. Um, but to do that is definitely, it's like getting another degree. Actually, it's, it's like, thank you. Yes. Yeah. There is a lot of work to it. And I so identify with you, Kelly. Uh, I, I built my own WordPress website. I, I've, I'm a consumer of online products anyway. I will sign up for these classes. I'm currently in Jeff Goings. He's my uh, mentor. Actually, I've told you before, yes. Sherry, he's like my therapist because yes. he brings things out in me to be to write authentically because you have to write authentically, don't you? And and so as a therapist, okay, so how to, can I keep this professional you know, uh, boundaries and, and fulfill all my guidelines with my, uh, uh, you know, ethics guides and, and uh, license and so on. And how can I really be real and authentic? So it's been a real, you know, it's been a learning curve uh, hugely. And getting on Twitter, I've got a Twitter account, yes. LinkedIn account, and Facebook, not as, I'm not as uh, active, but I have so much to learn. Yes. And so being here in Chattanooga and going through the Co-Startups program, has been helpful, but I have just taken in the energy. It's kind of, so, so being in private practice for 10 years and be, even being with a group, there's still a certain amount of isolation with that. Yes. And, you know, within the four walls of your counseling office. And so, yes, I'm putting myself out there and it's a huge risk. And it's kind of like, okay, well, what I wrote, you know, is this going to offend somebody or, you know, so it's, it's, it's what I've been trying to do with my own clients that now, you know, yeah, I'm, I am now confronting my own limiting beliefs about myself. And, um, you know, it's, you're a big thinker, Kelly. I think it's just so awesome yeah. because I, I couldn't even think that way. But being around folks that do think that way That's has true. really stretched me in a huge way. Yeah. The mm -hmm. way Kelly thinks. Mm -hmm. you're in, yeah. Uh -huh. Sometimes I have yeah. to get Kelly to. All right, say that again so I can understand mm -hmm. what you just said. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it is, and, and something about, uh, you know, my, well, it, for any training program, um, those that are being trained as, as therapists, and we, we jump through a lot of hoops and get our supervision, but there is certainly not near enough emphasis, if any emphasis at all, on marketing, on how to have your own private practice. And, and all of these things that I'm learning here That's a now. great point. Yes. And, and I think I've heard that repeatedly as well. Yes. And, um, you know, for those of you out there who are listening now, you're listening to Women in Business Radio or with Chattanooga Business Radio, the Women in Business show. We're here to en encourage, equip, and empower women who are in business for themselves, want to be or know someone whom you want to support. And Judy, you just made an amazing point. And uh, often being in the agency business, as mm -hmm. my background, mm -hmm. people have come to me looking for marketing support, mm -hmm. marketing strategy, what have you. I just want to throw a couple of things out about that. Number one, nobody knows your business better than you do. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So know that and own that. Mm -hmm. And to entrepreneurs, and I think all of you would agree in this room, don't quickly give away money or, or sign over money for an off-the-shelf marketing strategy, advertising plan, or anything else that may not be custom to your needs. Mm -hmm. And so I think one important thing for, for women out there and for us at this table is really just networking. Oh, this yeah. comes up a lot, like listening to 
other women who are in the seat you're in, their seat may be different. I mean, your businesses are so different. Oh, yeah. Shonda, mm-hmm. we're going to get to you in just a second. You're in a, a heavy industrial business. Absolutely. Um, Kelly's in a tech business. Judy, you're in a service business mm-hmm. that's in the healthcare mm-hmm. category. So you're each different. Yes. But the truth is you each have to market and promote your businesses. Yes. Mm-hmm. And there are lessons learned in that. Mm-hmm. So, so I would just encourage women out there, and I know we already do it, ask someone, what was your experience? How did you market your business? Mm-hmm. And ladies and gentlemen out there, it is not all about social media. I'm no. sorry. It's just not. Mm-hmm. Um, especially in, when you're in a, in a thriving economy here, and I do say Chattanooga is very much a thriving entrepreneurial community. Mm-hmm. There's a tremendous amount of um, support and enthusiasm. Join, you know, at your local networking group. Absolutely. You know, women, join CWLI. Absolutely. You're, mm-hmm. I know, a big advocate Absolutely. for that. Mm-hmm. Ask someone, how did you get from point A to point B? Mm-hmm. How did you get your first client? Yeah. Is it all on referral? So I asked you what surprises you. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. are you surprised at the volume of clientele you have, which is no reflection on your ability to do what you do well? It is tied possibly to the time you have to invest in marketing your business. Has it surprised you in making that leap? It has. And I think something that has really been helpful, by the way, I just paid my dues for CWLA. (laughs) So I'm part of it. So I'm excited about going to the new member uh, orientation and so on. Um, So what has surprised me is how many people, since I've been writing online, I've been blogging on a fairly regular basis, and I'm going to get more regular, but my goal is to do it on a once week. But it surprises me that, yes, folks are reading (laughs) what I write, so that's exciting, and that they are coming to me because they read about me first. And here's the reality, I think, as far as mental health therapists goes, if we were to, to just categorize here, is that we have got to get on board that our clients are extremely intelligent people and they're going to be pat you know they're going to be doing their research online and we as therapists we need to get our stuff out there but i believe also that that applies to anybody because That's like right. you said sherry nobody knows our own business other than we do and for us to have some kind of an outlet and you yes. know if i had to go do it over again in my uh, even my uh, undergraduate degree i would have majored in um, you know english because and and written a whole lot more papers, but I didn't. So, so I'm learning, I'm learning. And so I'm looking at things even that I wrote a year ago and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, you know, did I write that? And, and so there's a, there is a, you know, a growth with all of this. And and yes. So I, I mean, I've journaled for years, but just to put my stuff out there, you know, and in a consumable way. And you know what else you do? And I'm going to, I see Shonda chomping at the bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could have done a show and I, we could have done a show with each of you individually, but I wanted to get you all together because that, that synergy and the contrast is super cool at the same time. But what else you do, and I know this to be true, is you, you glean from other people's experiences, people who have gone ahead of you. Yes. Yep. And you look to your left and your right. Mm -hmm. So you're looking at successful mental health professionals who have already built their practices. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So it's not just networking among other business women. Mm -hmm. It's looking within your category. Yes. And women out there, do not be afraid to go to someone and say, can I have 15 minutes of your time? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Tell me how you got to where you are. Or can you give me, uh, may ask if that person has an assistant and you can't get to that person, 
shoot the assistant, here are my top three questions. Yeah. I would be so grateful if so-and-so would could just respond sometime in the next 10 days. Yes. Right? Yeah. And if you ask, you actually do see doors open. And, um, you know, I, I just want to congratulate us as women because, you know, Shonda, we've talked about this. We can sure tear each other down, Easily. but we can also lift each other up. Yes. And I do see women taking time to help other women, just mm-hmm. like you all are doing today. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're promoting your own businesses, mm-hmm. but you know, you're here because you care about giving back. That's another thing I learned about just since being in private practice is what is it called? The, um, the economy is there's a word for it uh oh goodness i probably but anyway just like giving like yeah. giving into and feeding into others right right being more like a what you call jeff i heard this recently being more like a sprinkler and spreading yeah. the love and the yeah. energy versus sucking it all out yeah you know like karma. Like a, like a, that could be karma yeah it well yeah be. whatever you want to call it but but okay Sowing so what, and reaping, the ecosystem whatever you want to Ecosystem is what I was talking about. Yes. Yes, The economy ecosystem. I'm definitely gaining some appreciation about that. And here in Chattanooga. Absolutely. Uh Give in and it will come back to you. And and that's true in business as well. Absolutely. Okay, Shonda. (laughs) Where do we start? It's awesome. (laughs) No, uh, where do we start with you? Okay. You've got to tell us why you're doing what you're doing. Okay. Okay. And I know what you're doing is so much bigger than just the work that you do. You have many, many passions. Oh, yeah. uh, To see your trade lifted up. Yeah. Recognized and young people trained well. Yeah. Yeah, All these things. So, but you as a businesswoman are in fabrication. You are a skilled welder. Yep. And you are setting out to market your business to whom and how are you doing it and what is your experience there? Absolutely. So as everybody knows, I started in human resources. And the one thing that I saw that was common was women, uh, was, you know, they were not in prominent roles. They can be inspectors. They can be a lot of things. They can be secretaries. They can be all kinds of things, but they are not in primary roles. Like, plant managers and owners of facilities or in any role that or you know, even engineers. I mean, just to be honest with you, it's like a rare occurrence to see a, um, a female in the engineering uh, market. So when I was in the human resources, I would come with a lot of ideas of how we can kind of give people a leg up. Um, and a lot of times people, you know, in the C-suite didn't want to hear it. They were like, nope, you know, we hired them for inspectors. They're going to be inspectors for the rest of their lives. Or they can be the the lead inspector. Um, And so what ended up happening was we have a lot of poverty because of this. We have a lot of women who are not inspired, who are not doing their full potential, and no one is investing in them. So when I came up with the premise of this, I actually came to um, my boyfriend, and he's a a welder. And I said, look, I have an idea. And he says, I back you 110%. Let's do it. Before you said the idea? No. (laughs) I wish. I wish he's I was like, a, where he's did a, he come from? No, he's he's a really smart guy. He can't do that. I might have him in, in left field somewhere. Yeah. But he he loved the idea. He loved the premise. And when I told him that I would take majority of the company, I would be the the holder of majority of the company, he was like, Why? And I said, Because women deserve to be the lead of the ship. I don't need you. 
I want you. It's a difference. And so I think a lot of times when it comes to women and when it comes to entrepreneurship, we're fearful. People say that we're in, you know, that we don't have initiative. I, I believe that's not true. The women around me are the most powerful women <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Um, initiative is something they all have. It's the fear factor. It's the, you know, looking, us looking at each other saying, oh, you're not a good mom. You're not a good partner as far as your husband, you know, because you're leading that ship. And I think that I wanted to change all of that. I am a great mom. You know, I am. Amen. A, yeah, I am. Yeah. I love my baby girl. Yeah. Shouts out to Leah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I am a great mom. I, I am a great partner to, uh, you know, my current boyfriend. I, I do everything that I can, but I'm also a great businesswoman. And I think that that's a miss for a lot of us. So doing welding suits me. I walk into a, a, a room and when I tell people, hey, I'm a, I own a welding company, they, they're shocked. I'm going to change that. Trade is been on, has been here forever. Um, and we have lost track of trade. We have gone so tech and so this and so that. Kelly, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I love you and I'm going to support you. I promise you. Yeah. But I think that we forget about trade. I, I think that we think everyone's meant to go to college and they're not. Yes. Absolutely yes. not. Right. And even in this day right now, I mean, listen, I have one starting in the fall. And the cost of a college education versus the return is, is you know, deer in the headlights here. Let me tell so. you, we have autism. We have so many different things that are going on with our kids. Everybody's not suit for college. Yes. And, and there's trade and there's apprenticeships. And I'm not just talking about welding. I'm talking about just across the board. I happen to choose welding. Um, so, you know, like I said, you know, I, I definitely believe in, in my cause. I definitely believe in what I'm doing. I, I think I am carrying the bootstraps for a lot of women um, to open up doors. Um, and I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm the perfect woman for the job. Yes, you are. Absolutely. I, you get my vote. <laughs> <laughs> I think all of us in this room can say that. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing. We don't have much time. Okay. Um, you are too big for this room in terms oh, of your sweet. superpowers. And you're I'm sweet. not kidding. Uh, you're just a huge person um inside and there I would love to circle back with you and cover more of these topics oh, absolutely just on you know kind of breaking down barriers and get specific about the work you're doing in your industry sure but more than anything right now I want to shout out for the work you're doing yes and what tell us about that so what we basically do we're a mobile welding unit we are also we also have a force uh force for what is it four thousand square foot building that we also do OSHA training and that's construction general. We also rent out the space. I believe in five um, avenues of revenue. So I'm a little bit different than most business women. If one thing ain't working, then we should have four other that's bringing money in. Um, and I would love to discuss oh, that further. Let me tell you. Yeah. Um, so basically, you have uh, anything metal, anything. If you need repair on, um, say, for instance, your railing that you currently have up, like stair railing or something like that. We would come out and fix it for you. We would actually bring our machines on site. We don't need any kind of electrical outlets. We have everything where we can handle it right there. So property management companies, UTC, big shout out to them. Thank you for your support. Um, they allow us to do their railing. Um, the, you know, uh, just different organizations in town, like the Chamber of Commerce, I mean, the, the area chamber, they too have used our services where we fix railing for them. 
but also new homes. If you're interested in any form of metal railing inside your home, outside your home, um, we repair, we've repaired prison cells. We've repaired any, when I tell you anything metal, I mean it. I mean that there's no, uh, no to anything. Uh, we've even had people come to us about, you know, pieces from their car. They want us to kind of repair pieces from the car, pieces from their boats. Um, we've done metal docks out um, when the water was low. Uh, we repaired metal dock um, uh, uh, foundations. Anything metal, and I mean that. We definitely want to be about it. Um, and I want to touch on this. There's a future plan, and you know this, and, I, and this is true to the heart. I definitely want to open up a trade school, and yeah. I definitely want to emphasize on women entrepreneurs and women welders. Um, I want to give that skill set to them. And in welding, you can have someone who has a background as far as, um, you know, a criminal background or ex-addict or high school dropout, a single mother, single father. Um, so I really want to touch uh, Chattanooga's community. I want to help out with the crime. This, this is a way to do it. Uh, welders can make up to $200,000 a year um, if you're willing to travel, $100,000 if you're not. Uh, you know, I, I just want to really make a good impact. This is like, I'm at 40 years old. This is my give back kind of thing. It's not just about me making an income. It's about me giving back to this community, which I love. I love Chattanooga. That's amazing. I want to clap for you. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Kelly. I'm corporations right now in IT. And it blows my mind. At least once a week, I hear about one of the hardware companies, maybe Adele or some, you know, any, any of the major tech names that you would know, they are investing money going over to India and training teams for help desk, for things that we could easily train our high school graduates to do. Absolutely. With and mm -hmm. I keep going back to that and thinking, wow, wouldn't it be great if we could get a couple of those certifications with like Chattanooga Girls Leadership Academy? Absolutely. Or, and their parents and their moms, because you don't have to have a college degree. This doesn't take a requisite education. That's why I keep thinking of this is the great industrial revolution of our generation because we could make a huge difference and change poverty. And oh, just with a simple investment mm -hmm. of donating cer certification. Yeah, classes, I agree. I it, agree. It's, it's amazing. And I, I, I just can't believe we're sending it over to India. I agree. And yeah, I think I totally it's just agree. people don't know about it. I think that that's the only way that we can really change Chattanooga is that we invest in Chattanooga with some of this, you know, giving avenues of income that you can live off of. Yes. Mm -hmm. Amen mm -hmm. to that. Mm -hmm. Right? Amen yeah. to that. Mm -hmm. and whether it's for men or women. Anybody. It doesn't Absolutely. matter. Because we are living in a time where just getting a job. Right, it's not sufficient. It's not enough. You no. need two people. Yes. Uh, we, we all know people who are highly skilled, highly educated, who aren't able to make ends meet. Absolutely. So, and then we're looking at these high school graduates like my daughter, and what do we have to offer them in this town, right? I agree. Uh, so that's a huge point. That's another show. Mm -hmm. We mm -hmm. have to do that show. Absolutely. Love will. to. Thank you for raising all of that. Thank you, Shonda. No, thank you. Thank uh, you for this opportunity. For those of you out there, and I just want to give a shout out, if any of you out there, I, I, this came to mind for Shonda, um, if you are a builder, yes, yeah. If you're a builder, uh, we have a a pretty robust housing market right now. Oh yeah, great time to be in real estate. Oh yeah, and um, that's exciting to see all of that starting to come back. 
Um, but if you're a builder, you know a builder, if you're a contractor, okay, um, it sounds to me like uh, Chambers Welding and Fabrication would be someone to have on your preferred vendor list. Oh, yes. Yes. So not just for the repairs and the things that you've talked about, but from the ground up. Absolutely. These, these, uh, you know, people want custom staircase rails. We can do it. All those fabulous things. So. I'm getting the sign from um, wonderful Tessa here, who is our sound engineer at the at the at the board. And we've got what 60 seconds? Okay, 60 seconds. So let me just thank all of you amazing women for joining us today. I'm gonna go around the table. Judy Herman, you can find her at judycounselor.com. Yes. Mental health specialist. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then we've got Kelly Nenzinski with both Modus and Sawdust and Sod. She's here today because of her brave venture out into the tech entrepreneurial world. And she has a tremendous amount of uh, expertise. You can reach Kelly at sawdustandsod.com. Put your name on the list. Subscribe for updates. Exactly. Okay. And then Shonda Maldonado with Chambers Welding and Fabrication. And Shonda, how would they, someone reach you? You can go a couple ways. We're on Facebook under the name of Chambers Welding and Fabrication, or you can put a .com behind our name and catch, catch us that way. Awesome. Thank you so much, everyone. I'm Sherry Young, your host with the Women in Business show, Chattanooga Business Radio from Chattanooga, Tennessee. If you are a female entrepreneur or no one, give your no one who is, no woman who is, not no one, um, give yourself a pat on the back or give her a pat on the back and uh, tweet Chattanooga Business Radio. Let us know how you like the show. Thank you so much.